psalm this morning is Psalm 119, reading verses 153 to 160. Look on my affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget your law. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries, but I do not swerve from your testimonies. Consider how I love your precepts. Give me life according to your steadfast love. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Today comes from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children, how on the day that you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, that I may let them hear my words, so that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children so. Our epistle reading comes from Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with verse 28 through chapter 6, verse 3. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the reading of the gospel lesson. Gospel lesson for today is recorded in the... Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, beginning there at verse 33. And Jesus' father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. 
And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town, Nazareth. And the child, Jesus, grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. We invite the children to come forward. Maria Dangel will be having our children's message. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Fifty-four years ago last month, in the Lutheran Church in Utica, Michigan, Trinity Lutheran Church, I took a young, dark-haired, curly-haired girl, took her hands and promised to be faithful to her and to honor her. Lori Mash became my wife on that particular day and has been ever since. And sometimes I did a really good job of being faithful and honoring her. Emphasis on sometimes. Because there's sometimes when I didn't do a very good job with that. that. Honoring, honoring. The first three commandments talk about our relationship with God. And now we get to the last seven, and they talk about our relationship with one another. And this fourth commandment really talks about families. I think Martin Luther probably understands the commandments better than anyone else except God. And when he talks about honoring, honor your father and your mother is what the commandment says. When he talks about it, he says that that honoring should be part of the whole family. And the whole family should have that kind of honoring. Now, the problem with all of that is when we got married, it was kind of easy because we had this this strange thing known as romantic love. And we thought at the time that everything was going to be so good and that we were going to have this outstanding experience of love with one another and, and that our spouse was just the greatest thing in the world. And then we realized that we were giving a box of misparts, misplaced parts. And so we started in the marriage relationship to, to start putting those parts together and we found that the wheels were all of a different size. And that the front was a Volkswagen and the back was a Toyota. And that the parts didn't always fit together real, <coughs> real well. That, the, that, that there was a lot of mis, misplaced parts and they didn't, they didn't work. And so we went through this whole process and that's what the rest of marriage life is, is trying to fit all these misput together parts and make them fit. And try to make them all work. With no manual and no instructions. And that's where this honor thing really fits in. To honor is more than love. It's bigger than love. To honor is to hold each other up in high respect. And to honor somebody is to have pride 
in the other person and what they do and how they are. A comment that Luther makes is that we have to honor them and respect them. And he says it all about parents and children and families. And then he expands it even more to all those who are in whatever kind of authority might be. I want to place a little separate thing right here. Maybe you are sitting here this morning and you had a parent who did some really awful things. The thought of honoring them turns your stomach. Ask God to forgive you the power to forgive them. And to try with God's help and as best you are able to forgive them. And maybe you are here this morning and you have some regrets because of how you have treated your parents or how you treated your children. And you are here and you have those regrets and you're thinking, oh my goodness, this guy's going to be talking about honoring them and I didn't do that very well a whole lot of times. Let me say it right off at the start. There's forgiveness even for that. And that's maybe where we need to begin. When we talk about honoring, we need to begin with the whole idea that God has forgiven us so that we are able, in turn, to forgive others and to share that forgiveness with one another. Honoring one another in a family is a really really, 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 really difficult thing to do. Without the love of God as a big part of it, it is almost impossible to do it. And that's why Luther begins in the fourth commandment as he does in the other commandments. We should fear and love God. See, that's where it all begins. If we try to do any of these things and we don't fear and love God, it, it really becomes a mess. It becomes really hard to do. In fact, it's almost impossible to do. And Luther ends his explanation of the fourth commandment with the words, love and cherish each other. Love and cherish each other. We can say instead of cherish, love, and honor each other. See, God wants the family to be a learning place. A learning place in which we learn how to live life. You learn things in your family like basic things, like how to walk initially, how to eat, how to talk, how to run the TV remote. Those basic things that you need in life. And we learn those things in the family as we learn how to, how to carry on our activities. The psalmist wrote, May your sons flourish in their youth like well-nurtured plants. The Bible calls the family a garden. A garden in which people grow. A garden in which people develop and mature 
to be the kind of plants that God desires them to be. In Ephesians, Paul writes, Fathers, do not exasperate your children, but instead bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. That's what we're supposed to do. You want your children to move from parent control to self-control and ultimately to God control. Is it possible to use Jesus as a model here? We don't know a whole lot about Jesus' childhood or the relationship that he had with his parents. You know, hardly anything. When he was 12 years old, we know the story of how Jesus went to the temple and he stayed there when the parents left, went to go back home to Nazareth and, and he stayed there in the temple and when they got all exasperated with him, he said, didn't you know I'm supposed to be about my father's business? And kind of this, huh? what, what, father? you know, Joseph Carpenter, um, you know, we don't know much about it. But then there's that last verse in that whole section, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. Jesus grew. Jesus grew in those things that were important. He grew intellectually. He grew in stature, which means he grew physically. He grew in favor with God, that's spiritual development. And he grew in favor with man, which is the social development. Those are the things that, that we want people to grow and mature in. Right or wrong, the family needs to teach those and help those kinds of things to happen as they honor one another. There are three areas in life in which we need to do those kinds of things as we honor one another in the family that God has given to us. First one is in relationships. Right or wrong, good or bad, you learned how to relate to other people in your family. It may have been dysfunctional so that you had to someplace along the line have to relearn it all. But you can't do very well in our world today if you can't relate well with people. It takes energy and effort and you've got to have a whole lot of forgiveness to go about doing all that. Are you teaching those things? Are you showing those things? Are you teaching them to give honor to others? Are you modeling for them how to resolve conflict? The second thing that we have in all of that is we learn character. Someone has said that character is more caught than taught, and I guess that's true. We kind of catch it from others. We catch what it means to be honorable from someone who is honorable. Like father, like son is one of those things that you kind of learn what it means to be honorable if your father is honorable. My father was a high school principal. Yeah, you laugh. Um... His son, who shall rename nameless, um, 
was serving detention one time. Can't imagine that. And he happened to walk down the hallway and saw me sitting in detention. I always rode home with him from school, and that was an interesting time in our ride home from school to the house. But I learned a whole lot from my dad about being honorable. I learned a lot from him about what it means to have good character and to do the right things. We want to have God as a part of our children's life. God must be a part of my life if that's going to be true. We need, we need to hold God higher and honor him in our homes and elsewhere. And number three, we learn values. We learn what's really important in life. Growing up in your family, for right or wrong, good or bad, you learned about the value of money, about sex, about relationships, about failure, about success. You learned either how to tackle problems head on or how to avoid them and run from them. This is what Isaiah has written. Each generation tells the next about your faithfulness, referring to God's faithfulness. See, this is a chain. This is a chain that goes on. And it's a generation that's passed on from one to the other to the next one to the next one to the next one. My parents learned it from my, from my grandfathers and grandmothers who learned it from their parents, who learned it from their parents. And my kids now are teaching their children, the ten grandkids that we have, they're teaching them what it means to be a relationship, to have a relationship with God. In Deuteronomy, we read these words, these commandments. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. A big part of the legacy that we are leaving behind is the legacy of what we have and how we have done with our children and how we have taught them about God and our relationship with him and what he has done. And that's why we exist as a congregation, to help one another to grow in what it means to be a child of God. And through Sunday school, through worship, through VBS, through Wednesday classes, through all those other things, through the youth group, and you too can't come, through those classes that the youth gather together, that's why we're here to help parents to do all that and to be those kinds of people. The chief value that we learn in families is a commitment to God. Living in families can be, and honoring each other can be very hard. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress to do other things. There's a lot of people who are telling us to do other things than what God would want us to do. And they lead us and direct us and guide us into doing other things. You have people living together who are unique people 
and are not robots, and so it's not easily easy to program your kids. I've tried. It doesn't work. You can't do it because they're all unique, and we're all unique. We are not puppets on a string that someone is able to just kind of control us and get us to move however they want us to move. You need to invite God to be a part of your family every day. And you cannot do it without God's power. Remember the little table prayer? Little table prayer. It's a table prayer that we all probably learned. We call it the common table prayer. What? Come Lord Jesus, be our guest. I want to put a little something else in there. Rather than talking about these gifts, referring to the food, I want to talk, come Lord Jesus, be our guest in our home. As we invite God to be a part of all that we do and all that takes place in our home. As we as parents honor our children and children as you honor your parents and as we honor those who are around us, that we honor them and we need God's presence to be there as a part of our life. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest in our home. Be present there. Be part of our life together. Honoring one another in a family needs God's power and God's forgiveness. It's only as we make that commitment to God is it even possible for us to do it. And sometimes we want to just throw up our hands in despair. And maybe some of you have just thrown your hands up in despair because your parents are insufferable. Or maybe your kids are insufferable. The good news is, is that God never despairs on us. And God has all kinds of good reasons for despairing on us because, well, let's admit it, we're pretty miserable people sometimes. And God is with us again all the time. He died on the cross to show us what it means to be a child of God. In Deuteronomy, again we read, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are away on a journey when you lie down and when you are getting up again. Work hard on forgiveness. It can be tough sometimes to forgive those other people, but that's really what honoring them is all about. It's forgiving them. Paul in Romans writes, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. And here comes the big phrase. Honor one another above yourselves. Honor one another above yourselves. That's what the fourth commandment is really all about. Honoring one another above yourselves. 
Would you join with me in our my revision of the common table prayer? And would you say it with me? Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest in our home. Amen. Let's rise for the song. <laughs> 